The poker made a mistake. They, they, I'm nah, saying they, it's they, a head high. They hit him in the head. How is, that, it's, how is that a mistake when they look at it and they say it's high that mm. it's not 10 in the bin? How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. In the story. It's but, but he didn't get but sent it, off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 107 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast, the greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and a big welcome to my co-hosts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? Good, mate. I got to see you two in the flesh yesterday, so it was, um, yeah. Is that the first Different. time this year? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it might have been. Yeah, shit. <laughs> it could have been. There you go. That was a hot photo, eh? And all we did was talk about footy. <laughs> <laughs> and that fans bombard us. Nicholas is on the back of, is on someone's background now. Um, <laughs> as, their, as their wallpaper on their phone. Hey, you see the top clarky, Muscle Beach? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that is, that's funny, so. That kid with a chain. He still wants yeah. to talk to you, Nick. He still wants yeah. to talk to you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Neither can he. Neither can he. Yeah. Nick, you're on the um the old Howzo microphone once again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the old OG, the old G mic. That's it. That's all right. That's all right. You're here, Nick. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um boys, we're gonna start with um some off-field news topics, which will also Marry up with our bunker review segment for this week, which is presented by Adzi Apparel. You ready for this, boys? I've got a few topics for you. Yep. Let's get into Jack Whiten copping a three-game suspension for biting Tyson Gamble. Now, the funniest part of this is um, that he tried to use the Kangaroos games at the conclusion of this season as games to count towards his suspension. But the NRL said, no champion, you cannot use them, uh, which I found funny. And as a result of that, the Rabbitohs have come out and said, we want to use the All-Stars game. And they've not responded yet, the NRL. The only reason they're not letting him do the, the Kangaroos game is he said he'd retired from representing football. And I don't, I don't know if the... The All Stars is considered representative. It is. It is. So maybe you can't do that. Be no, they'll let him. No, they'll let him. They'll let him do the Indigenous. Yeah, hundred percent. I but think so. That whole, that whole kangaroo thing. That was just. It was just weird. It was never going to work. I mean, so just, stupid. It's, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. It's like, yeah. oh no, you know what? I want to come out of retirement now. It's like, no. Mm. On that, he got three weeks. He deserves six. He should have got some for that high shot he did as well. Oh, Nicholas. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. But mate, I don't I don't I don't cop this whole like the NRL can't dispute anything that Jack Whiten said on the night on the hearing because Tyson Gamble wasn't there to dispute it. So yeah, who, he refused. Who, yeah, he who, refused to come. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't who disputes so Jack Whiten's like I couldn't breathe. I didn't bite him, yada yada yada. What can the NRL say to dispute that? Nothing. 
Oh, no, they can, Clarky. They can go, okay, we're just going to uh, stop the camera right here where you can see a bite mark on the bloke's arm. Yeah, but Boom. Jack Wine's not saying that his teeth didn't touch his arm. Yeah, but you can't. You don't bite someone unless you've got a mark on you. You don't. You don't just. Yeah, I just. I just can't cop the whole. You fucking carry on song and dance on the field. You get the penalty. Like we all know what Tyson Gamble was doing. Yeah, we all but... know that Tyson Gamble wanted Jack White and sent off. Yeah, and then to not front up, I, th- I think it's weak. Well, they should get in trouble for that, really. Like. These act. If we're looking at th- through like a legal perspective, it's no victim, no crime sort of thing. Is that what you're angling at, Clarky? Hundred percent. It happens all the time, though. You can't just use that one particular one to say, "Oh, well, because he didn't turn up." Yeah, you know what? Like, there is evidence. Like, you can't let it go either, Clarky. I agree with Nick. No, no, I'm not saying he needs. To, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any penalty at all. But I just, yeah, mm. I don't know. I think three weeks is a bit harsh for. So I just don't know how the NRL can dispute anything that he said. Anyway, I get what you're saying, but I think three weeks is fair, Clarky. Despite despite your your efforts, because I know what you're getting at, and it's not it's not silly what you're saying. I get what you're saying, mm. but it deserves three weeks. Anyway, Jared Worry Hargraves, as we know, just before you go. Mate, just on that though, look, this is the problem you've got, right? Mm. If um, if uh, he comes out and he says, "Okay, I'll turn up as a witness again," man, he'll get ridiculed by the peers. They don't do it. None of them do it. So he's sort of in a rock and a hard place, even though he has been bitten. What's he meant to do? Okay, well, I am going to come. And the journos carry on about, oh, he's got to stand by the courage of his conviction, mate. I was watching the game and I could see he got bitten. Mm. So I don't, I don't think there's an issue with him having to turn up. Oh, well, he's, his um, stance was, this is Gamble's, Tyson Gamble's stance. His stance was what happens on the field stays on the field. So well, not only that, he said he bit me and that's all I have to say about it. Well, there you go. That's his evidence. He's been bitten. Mm. That's why three weeks suffices for me. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. mate, Jerry Weir Hargraves tried to use, is trying to use the Kiwis games and All-Stars game to shave matches from his seven-game suspension. But apparently Madge McGuire said, you weren't ever going to get picked for the Kiwis. That's what's being reported. That's well, a big, man, that's I, a I big fucking call recently, from Madge. I read yeah. someone recently saying that they're, they're struggling with props and there's a possibility that they, they may have to pick him even though none of the – he can't play anyway. Well, that's interesting because he hasn't retired from rep footy, so he's one's a bit more – he's one's a bit different to Jack Whiten. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see – it'll be interesting to see if he actually gets the game shaved because – one report is saying what you said, Nick, and the other one is saying um, that Madge was never going to pick him, which... Mate, know, mate, ha- this, this is the problem, right? It just doesn't matter for New Zealand. Like, if they said, okay, well, we'll pick him, well, he can't play anyway. That's correct. So why would they pick yeah. him? It, it's you, a catch-22. Pretty much, if you wanted to do him a favour, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I was going to pick him. Yeah, exactly. Man, look, and if we wanted to be honest, mate, you can't tell me he wouldn't be a bench forward in the New Zealand side. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But maybe they're looking for youth now because yeah. he is 34 years old and he was going to retire at the end of this year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, over to Valentine Holmes, boys. Now, the NRL have sanctioned him uh, for his apparent joke gone wrong, white powder social media post uh, on the basis that he has brought the game into disrepute for associating his joke with illegal drugs, boys. 
Now, under the new CBA, this is something I found odd. Um, this is a new agreement in the CBA, I should say. Uh, any proposed punishment by the NRL is kept under wraps until the player responds to the breach within the five-day period that they are allocated. Does that make sense? So um, I'll, give you an ex- I'll give you an example. Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith last year, when they, uh, sorry, in 2021, when they got done for their white powder gate video, uh, they copped a one game suspension each and a $30,000 fine each. Now the NRL, when they gave them the breach notice, it, it um, said they were going to cop one game suspension and a $30,000 fine and you have five days to respond. Now the NRL as per the CBA agreement, can't tell the media and the public what is being proposed. They just tell the media and the public, yeah, we've breached him. And once he agrees to it, we'll tell you what he got. I hope that was, um, I hope that's why they were protesting throughout the year for mad little (laughs) things like that. Clarky. I'm with you, Clarky. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. We know it's going to be something. Yeah. He's going to get something. We just don't know what it is. It's going to be quite minor. <laughs> he said it's a joke. Gluggy. <laughs> mate, how good are unions? Hey. Mm, they um, work. Fucking, fucking red hot. <laughs> look, I'd imagine the president I'd imagine the president is set with the Cam Munster and B. Smith fine and one game suspension. I'm sure that's what's coming. Man, look, if you, if we if we want to compare the two. The Melbourne one's worse. Way yeah, because you can actually see a couple <laughs> yeah. sniffs off the table yeah. <laughs> of something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, done with you, Clarky. That was um, it was it was good that they um yeah. suppressed that until the finalised uh, uh until they finalised the matter. It's really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's a cool one, boys. Here's a cool one for you. Peter Volandis has revealed. The NRL will host a player combine for 50 American-based rugby league men and women players during the NRL's round one matches in Las Vegas in 2024. Round round zero. Round zero, I should say. You're what, right. What's what's the man? I think I think this is a funny one because I I follow the NFL, so I've got some idea what a combine is. Man, what's the benefit of going and taking part in it? Like, is there an automatic chance that these players get to play somewhere? Are we bringing them straight over? Like, Do you want to know what it is? I've got the yeah. answer for you. Yeah. So if an NRL or NRLW club signs American talent, they have that player completely exempt from the salary cap. Okay. Which How I think is fucking cool. How what's many that? can they sign? How many players can each club sign? See, oh, okay, I don't know the answer to that yet, but... I'll go and sign the whole 50. Give me the 50. Well, <laughs> obviously, they've got to be good. <laughs> yeah, Imagine they're not course, good. Of course, And but I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, don't, I don't think they'll just... Yeah, I, I get, what you, get where you're coming from, but, mate, you see some clubs use, like, their whole 30-player squad, so you don't want to be filling up with... with Nupties just to kind of soften the salary gap. So, so do they have to make the 30-man squad, do they? No, I don't know. 
because yeah, because if you can sign them as a as a I don't know what are they called what's that 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 other soft that other cap cool the soft cap yeah, yeah man who knows or maybe even other out of that do you know what I mean well if it's, it's not a- coming but if it's not coming out of the salary cap then it's only relevant if they're in the thirty man squad. Maybe, like if maybe they just sign them. If they just sign them and play New South Wales Cup, and they're not in the thirty man squad, like they can get paid fucking six million dollars if they want to. Like, absolutely, yeah, mate. I think I, guess, I think I they're the, exempt the, the, completely from the third. Like the way I read it was that they're obviously their salary is exempt, but if their position is exempt from the top thirty, that's also a massive, massive deal. <clears throat> mate, it's smart from the NRL because at the yeah. end of the day, you might. You, you'd be more inclined to take that punt, and all that does is garner more interest over there, more yep. publicity. Absolutely. Good question. Genius How do you item. get picked in the 50? Sorry? How do you get picked to go into this 50? I'm sure they've already they've already got some sort of um, uh, criteria that they're like, look, send your video through, and if we like it, come to this combine. But they reckon they've already got, they've already got it set. It's already sorted. They're going to yeah. ho- host it during the doubleheader in Vegas next Mate, year. It'd, it'd be interesting because in the NFL combine, it's very positional based. Mm. So, that, so you know, quarterbacks do certain drills. And the, the, like some of them do, um, some of them do the same things like the, the, I think it's a 40 yard dash. And they also have the, the, the bench press to see how strong yep. each guy is. And they, they do a, it's a hundred kilos as many times as they can. Yep. And then there's a jump thing as well. And there's a couple of agility ones that the NFL use quite regularly, but then throughout the combine, they use other things because it's such a, it's more of a chess based game as in each position is so different. Do you know what I mean? So it's very, it's very tailored. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see how they do it with rugby league because a Absolutely. prop can play wing, a wing can play prop. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you've got to defend and attack. So Yeah. Yeah. Mate, we still like for full footy nerds like us. But they still talk about that one American player who came out here and was and was an absolute flop. Yeah, from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, I remember him playing. Like they still talk about that guy, like because he's the only one. And it was was it in the nineties, eighties? Yeah, it's in the nineties. It was in the it was in the um, late nineties. And what he he lied to them as well. I remember, but he played first grade. He played a couple yeah, yeah, of games yeah. in first grade. Yeah. He was awful, wasn't he? Mate, he was an athlete. Okay. Yeah, but he was just, you don't know the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know how I think to he played for... do both. Yeah. Uh, so. Boys, um, moving on. Like, look, firstly, sorry to end that one. I love the idea and I hope it bears fruit. And it's obviously a five-year investment for the NRL at the least. So that's where I think that they're doing a smart thing here. Mate, uh, next one. The NRL is set to introduce a last right of negotiation rule for player contracts. Now, what this means is if a player accepts an offer from a rival club, this is what needs to be done now. The contract offer needs to be lodged with the NRL and their current club will also be notified with the current club having a 10-day period to get said player to backflip on the deal. Previously, the current club did not did not have to be notified if their player had signed with a rival club and there was no cool-off period. They basically said, oh, I've signed with um, the Bulldogs, so I'm going next year. That's how it worked. Yeah. 
I don't know if I like that. What's your thoughts, That's, Nick? Why well, don't you like I think, it? I think the whole point of, of going through the – presenting yourself to market is because your club should be working at the same time to get you. Exactly. You I know, agree. Because they – look at – the best example I can bring up is the DCE Titans backflip. They got rid of it because of that, and now they're like, oh, we better give them a cooling off period just to give the the current club a sort of, right. you know, a leg up. Like, they get a leg up now because – they get 10 days to sort of go, or oh, what they offer you. Because apparently the player and the NRL don't have to show the current club duration or amount that is Why offered. Why wouldn't they though? Why wouldn't they? They'd be telling them exactly what they've been offered. Oh, they will tell them. They'll tell them, but they don't have to tell them. If you sign me, you'd yeah. have to match this. Yeah. But it gives the it gives the current club an advantage, does it not, Nick? Yeah, 100%. But what, 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 I think that that would be an interesting... That would be an interesting situation to be in if the current club, even though we know that somehow they'd get by it, weren't allowed to know what the new club assigned them for. Mm. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Clarky, thoughts? They, they brought, mate, they brought up on NRL 360 and both and Asta being a player agent said it's not going to make a difference at all. Oh, yeah. really? Why? He just said it doesn't... He said... The the, the the club he said the club either wants them or they don't want them. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think that's that black and white. I think there's a couple of times where a club would want a player, and they've marked they've marked them down at a certain value. Then the player goes out into the player market and goes, "Well, two or three clubs have offered me this. I've just signed with an, another club, and this is what my value is, and this is what two or three other clubs. That first club who owned that player initially might say." Maybe we misvalued him. We will come back to the table. We've I reckon. Days to do it. But it wouldn't. Isn't. It. But isn't that all happening without the contract being signed? Yeah. Like, it isn't, be. But, but, isn't, but, but, but what we're saying now is you can do it after the fact. Yeah, that's right. So now I could be like, I'm playing. Say I play for the Bulldogs, and the Roosters go, "He's half a mil for two years," and I'll be like. Yeah, I'm signing it. I'm signing it. Even though the Bulldogs are interested in keeping me, I'll be like, look, I've signed it. Like, like, give me more and I'll stay. Give me more and yeah. I'll stay. It's a risk for the player. Don't uh, don't get me wrong, but the club, if they do really want that player, they'll be like, fuck, he's, he's two years, half a million dollars. Shit, give him 600 for three. Boom. Thank you. Yeah. That's got what I wanted. Yeah. That's what I think will happen. But, boys, on still on this sort of topic... Um, on the back of the Rugby League Players Association resisting uh, trade windows, like formal trade windows, the NRL have um, uh, obviously conceded that. They said they can't make it work because no one wants to do them. So they said we're going to be strict on the November 1st deadline. And as you can see with the Dolphins and the Broncos currently, uh, they're starting to get in trouble for um, tempting or enticing players to break contracts and uh, enforcing enforcing fines on these Clubs with, for doing with, so. With that one, I found it interesting because it wasn't only the club that got in trouble, as in the Dolphins. The player managers also in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. The player managers should be in trouble. Yeah, mate. It, isn't it? Isn't it more their fault than the club? Yeah, like, really? They're the ones start. They're the ones starting the conversation. One hundred percent. Oh, but one of the player agents come out and said it didn't happen. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it did. Like, mate, the. <laughs> For those that don't know what happened, uh, the Dolphins have been fined 50 grand by the NRL for trying to entice Dean Mariner to break his uh, Broncos contract to leave early. And the Broncos are being investigated for trying to break 
Ben Hunt's contract with the Dragons for him to go to the Broncos this year. So I like I like it. I, I I'm a fan of this if they enforce it properly and they don't like steer clear. Uh, if they if they can see that you know, because right now due to the new CBA, um, player agents, players, and clubs can't even negotiate with players that are on contract until November one. So they can't even negotiate. They can't even talk to them about well, it. I, I like it because the players have obviously the players and the players association have obviously said no, we don't want the trade window for whatever reason. And the NRL's like, okay, well, if you don't want the trade window then we'll fucking come down hard on you. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm a fan. Yep. Yeah. It's fair, fair is fair, man. Like if, if, cause I, cause I was a fan of the trade windows, but clearly there's like restraint of trade for players, like moving and all that shit. So fine. But November one is when you can start not fucking June and then go, Oh, November one, he's just miraculously signed. Yeah. So obviously they'll have to be sneakier about it, but if you get caught, you and your club get fined. So I'm a fan. Yeah. A uh, couple more things, boys. Uh, one's the one we're going to end with is going to piss Nick off, and I can't wait to do that. But um, the NRL uh, now fi- have apparently uh, fined twenty eight players this year, one thousand dollars per player, for walking off the field instead of running off after being sin binned or sent off. What are your thoughts? Good. I know Clarky likes that. They should run off. I'm a massive fan <laughs> of it. Wait, so they, have they fined them at the time, or they just find them all now? No, I don't. I'm pretty I, sure it was at the time, and it just hasn't been released. Yeah, That's yeah, they released it all now, and then you're getting you're getting people going like the Roosters CEO is like, uh, Tom Hazelton broke Billy Smith's jaw, <clears throat> and he copped a eighteen hundred dollar fine. How's that fair? But Who cares? I don't care because these players that are walking off need to show some respect for the game, the fans, and yeah, what I'm the I'm referees. Surpri- I'm surprised it's twenty eight because it ha- I I haven't noticed walking. There was a clear thing a couple of years ago when pe- when players started running, and I thought they were all running, but obviously mm. not. They said Man, you'll think, get fined. That, that the Roosters blokes comparing apples and oranges. It's got totally nothing's got nothing to do with one versus the other. Absolutely. He's indicating that what's wor- what's what, what's obviously worse, player injury. But that's get off the field. You, you're wrecking the game. You're slowing it up. Absolutely, mate. They it's great. I love it. And I'd imagine the clubs copying it. That's why the Roosters CEO is probably coming out because. Like we said, I don't know if there's any regulation that it comes out of the player's contract. Well, the- I can't remember Victor Radley running off too often. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, boys, Mitchell Pierce has retired from rugby league. Uh, he's currently at Catalan's Dragons. His desire is to go out a champion, obviously, and win the Catalan's Dragons, their first ever Super League title. Uh, he's 34 years old, uh, 17 years as a professional rugby league player, played 19 state of origins, winning one series, and he also won one premiership with the Roosters in 2013. Uh, thoughts on Mitchell Pierce, boys? He's a right. at a whirlwind. People forget at one point he was probably the best club halfback in the world. Yeah, just yeah, wrong, just wrong go, era, just, wrong era. For just, yeah. Origin. yeah, wrong yeah. era, and just he he couldn't. I don't think he couldn't take it to another level for whatever reason. But um, well, club level, he was awesome. Oh, club level, he was. Yeah, I, mean, I think he debuted at like seventeen or eighteen. Like it was oh seven. So what's that? Yeah. 17 years ago, 34. Yeah, he would have been 17. Uh, yeah, 17. Half his year he's played in, in a professional rugby league half his, yeah. for half his age. Yeah. yeah. Half his life. Mate, I hope, um, obviously, I'm a Catalan's Dragon supporter over in the Super League, so I hope um, they take out the title and he goes out a winner because I've always kind of liked Piercy, even though a lot of people didn't. 
particularly fickle Roosters fans who didn't like him. They're kind of like, yeah, they wrote him off when he left, which is weird because he won them a premiership in 2013. But anyway. No, no, no. I don't think he won seven man of the matches when he got to Newcastle. Yeah. He wasn't a shit player. He was a good player. My last thing I'll bring up just to piss you off, Nick, uh, Panthers CEO Brian Fletcher has stated all prelim finals matches should be played at neutral venues, claiming it is unfair the Broncos gain too big an advantage from playing at home for a grand final qualifier. Nick, give me your unequivocal thoughts on this one. I think you know what I'm going to say, mate. I think that bloke just is, man, he's always got a, he's always got an issue. What difference does it make? What difference does it make at all? His team is a New South team and they'll be playing in front of New South Wales people. Yep. Clarky. Look, I kind of know where he's coming from, but the only issue with his argument is, like, where does Brisbane play? They can play Melbourne. They can play the Dolphins. What, Seabus? Yeah, like Seabus Super Stadium and get 20,000. It's like, well... Doesn't work that way, champ. Mate, the bloke's a, look, the bloke's a drongo. He's come out millions of times. Look, he's obviously very good with regards to how Penrith are going, and he's not going to get axed, but some of the shit he says, he's, he's an idiot. It's just it's just too biased, isn't it, towards Penrith? Ah, Penrith. Yeah. Like, he's obviously saying it because Penrith can't play in Penrith. Yeah. He's obviously saying it because, like, remember the minor premiership money? Because Penrith are winning right now. He goes, oh, the minor yeah. premier, the minor premier should get more money. It's like, obviously, yeah. the Panthers are up there. Like, weird, yeah. right? Anyway, anyway, I thought that's the way it would go down. Uh, Clarky, yeah. you're in charge of the Rusty Penny Brewing Company trivia question of the week. Are you prepared, mate? You know what? I wasn't, but I adapted. Um, what's what's the what's the Jocko thing, Gildy? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. <laughs> it's just three things reset, he says: reset, reload, reengage. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, um, mate. What, Dead set. When you started the intro, I'm just like, oh fuck! I was supposed to get the um the trivia question, but I adapted. Made the last time the New Zealand Warriors made the prelim final was in 2011. Who was their capitan? Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, who did they beat? And I was like, ah, it's a storm. Uh the captain. I'm gonna say. Well, don't, was, don't we say? Don't we say it at the end? Was yeah. I'm gonna say it at the end. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really forgot our rule there. Yes, you're right. I'm going to hold my. So excited. I did. I did. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, boys, we've uh, obviously kicked off our bunk uh, our episode with the bunker review segment, uh, which is usually at the end of our episodes. Um. But for the remainder of the episode, we're going to get into our recap of the week two semifinals of the NRL finals. Uh, we're going to then preview week three's prelim finals in the NRL series and then conclude with around the grounds without Ryan Clark. You had four weeks in a row, Clarky. Can't go for five. Devo. I know you're Devo. I know. I know. We'll, we'll bring you back for the, for the outro so you can give us the uh, Rusty Penny Brewing Company answer of the week. But... Uh, in Around the Grounds, we're going to talk about the penultimate round for the Super League and an analysis of their ladder, uh, the prelim finals for the New South Wales Cup and under-21's jersey flag, the grand final between the Brisbane Tigers and Burley Bears in the Queensland Cup, uh, and the final round of the NRLW regular season with the top four clubs advancing to the semifinals, and a big talk about International Rugby League and some ins and outs for the Pacific Championships involving the Kangaroos, Kiwis, Samoa, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, and the Cook Islands. But anyway, boys, 
Let's get into the 2023 NRL final series, week two semifinals recap, beginning with the semifinal between the Melbourne Storm defeating the Sydney Roosters 18 points to 13. Boys, I thought it was a real back and forth affair down in Melbourne's Amy Park for both clubs dealing with key injuries. Uh, but nevertheless, a very exciting matchup for both the purest and casual fan, I've got to say. Uh, in the lead up to this week's match, uh, their biggest submission was Jerome Hughes, who suffered a calf tear at training and was replaced by Tyron Wishart. Justin Olam and Remus Smith made a comeback for the injured Tonomapia and Xavier Coates, respectively. And for the Roosters, no Joey Manu, no Joseph Suwali'i, no Billy Smith from week one of the finals, which gave Paul Momorowski, Jackson Paula, and Corey Allen reprises in the back line. And obviously the omission of Daniel Tupo due to his knee injury. Uh, boys, like I said, it was a real tussle this game. Uh, plenty of shifts and momentum. Very fast paced. Uh, and then the match was literally decided at the, the death. So what were your thoughts on this one? But yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Um, I, I was hoping it was going to be a bit more brutal, so neither team had any chance of proceeding through the prelim. But um, yeah, obviously Jerome Hughes was a massive loss. Even though, mate, Tyron Wishart, he, when he that's his second game starting at halfback. He was mad, wasn't and, he? First half, he was that, great. F- that that first half, like they. <laughs> He was clearly going to run it every time he got the ball and is still oh. bamboozling the Roosters. He smashed Brandon Smith, didn't he? Oh, mate. He looked. He made Brandon Smith look like a reserve grade. In that, in that run, he did. Yeah. yeah. I know he's playing hooker, but, man, even for uh, the Queensland team he plays for, he starts at law. Uh, sorry. I know he was playing 5'8", or halfback. The, the Queensland team, he starts at hooker. He's a hooker. Yeah, mm. crazy. Apparently, he was a halfback coming through, though. Yeah, I think they said that the for the, when he played his first or heard on the radio that's that's where he had played the majority of his um, junior footy and stuff like yeah. that. But I'm pretty sure they couldn't pick Jonah Pezzett for some reason, and they had to pick him. He's injured. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. his hamstring. That's Mate, why. he was very. His first half was excellent. Mate, um, I'll bring this one up straight away because it happened in the first half. Uh, Ashley Klein, the referee, uh, missing Harry Grant's knock on. Um, on the on their own try line, as you know, the Roosters attacking, you know, in in the green zone. Uh, he's obviously let this one go. Um, I called it live; it, it was a knock on, but Ashley Klein didn't call it a knock on. Turns out it was. And then, literally, the next set, the Storm scored a try, and the Roosters fans are up in arms. Talk to me, boys. Rightfully, so, rightfully so, they're up in arms. There's an absolute shocking call. Mm. What was he? What do you reckon he was? Two meters away? Three meters away? Yeah, max. Man, if you can't see it though, he can't. What's he meant to do? <laughs> like, I don't think well, he's man, cheating. Man, and I, I think I, he even said. I think he even said. Oh yeah, I made an error. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not made. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these fucking stupid fans who say that refs get paid and refs cheat and no, no, that's, no, that's bullshit. But but what, what's he like? He has. He's made a mistake. At least he's owned it, as far as I'm concerned. There's other refs, recently retired one, in fact, <laughs> who went to the papers to say he never did something, which was obvious as fuck. Um, mate, mate, it's funny because it, it was exacerbated because the Storm scored the next set. And I think, look, it was a shit call, Roosters fans, but you guys have short memories for the ones that are saying this cost them the match. Because firstly, it happened in the first half. And secondly, 
you guys have short memories because in the 2019 grand final, which Gildy just alluded to, uh, there was a six again slash fifth and last call, which then the Raiders were robbed of, and then the Roosters scored and won a grand final from it. So uh, it sucks to feel the same way, doesn't it? But that's that's the truth of the matter. Except this is yeah, lesser magnitude. Grand final versus the fact. Yeah, anyway, um, mate, look personally, man, I they also had a uh, there was a head high on Harry Grant later on that he's been. He's criticised as well, and that would have given him two points to win the match anyway. So, Well, there was two well, calls I wanted to bring up there. One of them was the head high. That was in the 78th minute. So at that point, the Roosters were up 13 to 12. Uh, yep. There's a head high, you know, within a penalty goals distance. Man, 20 out. Yeah. <laughs> but it, just before it, there was a, uh, uh, what's it called? On Trent Liero, there was a, a hip drop tackle, which was not called a oh. hip drop tackle. With C Wong, right? Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Did like, you... I, I'd like. I'm being 100 percent serious. Was that a Was that a hip drop? Because I still don't know. Mate, I, I swear to God, the first thing I said was, "Yep, that's a hip drop." Maybe only because of what they've been calling everyone else. Man, he swings around. He pulls himself onto the other guy's legs as he's falling. Larea's legs as he's falling. Man, that's been a hip drop all year. Yeah, Mate, do you know? Do you want to know why they? Uh... Do you want to know why they didn't call it a hip drop? Why? They said because he didn't start, his hip didn't start like elevated. It started from the floor and it swung around. So he hasn't dropped his hip. Man, what, I reckon I could go through three or four. Uh, yeah, you could. From the start of the year that were definitely exactly like that. Man, I'm with Clarky. I, I, I don't know anymore. Like when I saw it, I went, oh, I goes. never knew. I never knew. And you still don't. <laughs> I, see, I did say Sora. Gilly's put in the group text. That's a hip drop, mate. Is it? No, fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll, well, take you, I'll take your word for it. But I know, Clarky, that when you said that, you weren't saying, no, it wasn't. You go, well, I don't know. Maybe well, it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mate, mate we'll... with, the Harry, with the Harry Grant head high, though, that's not – That's not, I know it – yes, it is the ref's call to make because he should be able to see it live. That's the. That's not – that's the bunker's fuck up. Well, yeah, they... they're blaming him, though, as well. They're blaming him for that as well. No, see, I, I think that's a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Like, man, look, it, it 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 doesn't matter in the end of the day, but man, it would have put him two points ahead with a minute to go. Oh, sorry, a point ahead with a minute to yeah. go. And mate, just the way it ended after uh, after all that, uh, for Munster just to kick it across field and Warbrick out jumping um, Pong, Ponga and scoring in the corner to you know win the match, it was actually a wild ending. Mm. He's been good great, that great he, he's been good that Ponga. Yeah, he's Pogger, mad. Pogger, Pogger. Yeah. He's very, very good. But Mate, is... I, I thought that you, we got to bring up uh, Jackson Paul. Is it Jackson Paul? Jackson Paul? Oh, when he <laughs> stuffed up at the end. Yeah, Paulo. When he stuffed up at the end. The 300. the uh the game, I was getting little tips and tricks about how bad Paulo is. It was <laughs> <laughs> from Clarkie. Yeah, yeah. Well, God, how bad is he? Oh. <laughs> Mate, and to be fair, like, uh, I'm not a big fan of, oh, if this person played and this person played, then the team would have won. But fuck me, it would have been a different, would have been a completely different game if Manu was there. Oh, Manu Swalai, Swalai. Did you think that Momorowski and Corey Allen, I thought they actually played pretty well. No, Corey Allen, Corey, Corey Allen actually good. did. He actually did play well. The thing with Corey Allen is 
The bloke's the bloke's the state of origin winning fullback. I know. Like that, so he should be able to come in and fill in at centre. Yeah, it's just yeah. like we're just clouded by his all his football after that state of origin series. Mm. But, and I'm um, a, a, a a premiership, a grand final winning centre. I know, I pe- a two time grand final winning centre. Yeah. yeah, and people forget that as well. Yep. Yep. But yeah, Manu, Manu would have made a massive difference. Yeah. 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 I guess I guess Hughes is out, you know, like yeah. Man, you're right. Who knows? But that who played played and the the that last uh that last kick by Munster, man. Whether Munster had his best game or not, he was he I remember the game before he said I didn't have the ball in my hand enough. Man, he, he was, was light feet. He, he was light feet. Well, he was comparing how many times Reese Walsh gets the ball. He was comparing how many times Pong gets the ball. And he wanted the fucking ball in his hand. He got the ball in his hand and they won, you know, so. Mate, he, I think you alluded to it when you called um, Tyron Wishart a 5'8". He did, like, Munster played halfback on Friday Yeah, pretty night. much. Yeah, pretty much. He was the do- he was the dominant. He, he, do- he did all the infield kicking. He was, um yeah, and that, that, that kick to win the game. Mate, if, that, if that ball, if that ball is ten centimeters to the left, right, short, long, it's no try. Yeah, fucking absolute pinpoint. It's yeah. magic. Great, great try all around. That that Warbrick. That was a great take by Warbrick as well. He still had effort, didn't he, Warbrick? Yeah. He still had to reach out and put it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. mate. Um, that's uh, that's that for the Roosters. I think um, they, they ended their season better than what was what people thought um, at the halfway point of the year, but they underperformed overall because everyone thought they were going to make the final this year, including me, you, and, and you boys. So I the grand final, anyway. I had them winning it, so yeah. that's obviously wrong. But, um, mate, just like last week, a uh, bad uh, day uh, with the boot for Nick Meany, uh, just like Nico Hines at the Sharks, if they kicked a couple more that wouldn't have gone down to a field goal, and Sammy Walker, 13 to 12, they were up two weeks in a row. Nearly won with the same scoreline two weeks in a row. So, Mate, he, um, he cemented. Like, he, I think they look back now, the Roosters, and there's got to be someone in the upper upper management who said, we fucked up there. We fucked up by blaming Walker. Mm. Man, he's been on fire since he's been back. Yep. Yep. He has been. But, yep, Roosters are Gonskis, uh, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, progress and we'll face the Panthers and we'll talk about that when we preview the prelim finals after the Warriors and Knights game. But boys, the three, two ones for this one, if we've got them prepared, if not, whatever. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we, uh, I don't think we came to a conclusion. Yeah. Well, cause... let's, 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 this, I'm going to go back and try and find it Friday. Um, different to mine. I'd yeah, you fine. you went well. Yeah, I don't think you gave yours, Dan. So Gildy went Munster, Meany, Kiri. I went yeah. Collins, Grant, May. Yeah, right. Who'd you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird is um, I have uh, not re- really been paying attention to three two ones because they don't really mean much. They do because the we're gonna give a finals, <laughs> finals MVP. Finals MVP. Finals MVP. Do we need one? Yes. yes. 
Okay, I hope you're keeping keeping track of it because I haven't. <laughs> oh, what about him? He's doing a dead set clarky without doing the Queensland Origin team. Oh, sorry, I'll do I'll do everything else, Nick. Besides this, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, you, well, I just expect you to be uh, to have a to have someone in the three two ones. Expect me, huh? One hundred percent, mate. Okay. So, who who are you going, Dan? Who's your three two ones? The tiebreaker. Uh, say them again for Nick. Munster, Meany, Kiri. Yep. I've gone Collins, Grant, May, Ter- Terrell May. Thought he had a blinder. Uh, yeah, Terrell May was mad. Um, I'm he gonna say Welsh. he caught Welsh on that runaway try. <laughs> Man, you know what? You know what? Olam gets one for me because he had Teddy's number all game. I've got to say he was fantastic against Teddy. He was just an unsung sort of hero for him. Yeah. Uh, he gets one point for me. Uh, Munster's probably three points, and. Uh, not Grant. He made a few errors. Terrell May's probably two, really. All right, like, so it goes... Not, not, not Lindsay Collins? Collins was good. Man, it's hard. Like, that was actually a hard game because they were they had a lot of players stand up for both sides. Hey, Victor Radley had a blinder, yeah. I thought. So it goes Munster, May, Meany. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, Which is... There we go. Munster, May, Meany. There we go. Terrell May gets fucking two points in a fight in a losing team final. He was good, bro. Stood up to the point now where I mean he's going to be a starter next year. Mate, yeah, I yeah stood up massively yeah. in the final series. Like, yeah, I hope you, Fletcher, I hope Baker, Fletcher Baker had this spot has had the spot at the Roosters for a while now. Obviously, the Roosters see Terrell May as the future because Baker's going to Brisbane next year. Yeah, yeah, he's too. You're right. I hope you sort out the next game uh, while I'm uh, while I'm spieling because <laughs> because of memory I think I've got my three two ones but I don't send them because I'm am rebelling. You're right, Nick. I'm rebelling like Clarkie does against the Queenslanders during Origin. Well, I'm the only one who's given points in the group chat. So easy, easy. We've got this. Don't worry. We've got this. Boys, we'll move on to semi final two. The New Zealand Warriors defeating the Newcastle Knights forty points to ten. Uh, and a match that was sold out in under 30 minutes over in Auckland, New Zealand. The Up the Wars movement was in full effect after they clapped and exhausted a Newcastle team, effectively ending their 10-game win streak and dream run into the NRL finals for 2023. In the lead-up to this match, Sean Johnson made his much-needed return from his calf tear, which ruled him out last week against the Panthers in their qualifying final. For the Knights, they had a few omissions, which... I think affected them affected them dearly for this game. Uh, no Jackson Hastings, no Lachlan Fitzgibbon, no Daniel Saifidi. They were replaced by Adam Clune, Dylan Lucas, and Brody Jones, respectively. But on the match itself, boys, the opening 14 minutes, Newcastle had two sets and made two errors, with the Warriors capitalising on both. New Zealand scored more than a point per minute in that 14-minute period with Sean Johnson setting up three tries. And, and I'm glad, before I give you guys the floor, I'm glad that the Warriors have defied me and shook the Cronulla Sharks straight set elimination curse because they have qualified for the prelims, which is great. But boys, what was your take of this game? Did you end up watching a guilty? Because you, yep, yep, yep. you watched the whole thing or the mini? No, I watched it. Yeah, fair enough. It was, um, yeah, mate. It was pretty dominant from the Warriors. That for that, I don't think watching it 
the, after 20 minutes, you thought it was game over. And obviously, yeah. I don't know whether they... Was it 16-10 at half-time, though? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know whether they took the... just the... 16-4, half-time. But they scored straight away in the second half, the Knights. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know they whether scored. they took the, just took the foot off the throat or whether they just kind of just started cruising a little bit and let Knights back into the game. Then obviously, just towards the end, they just absolutely smacked them. You never, you don't want to see a forty to ten scoreline in a in a finals game. I don't know. You don't want to see it, but if you don't, if you obviously you're going for a side, you want to win the thousand nil. But yeah, mate, as 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 a as a as a fan, I want games like the Roosters. Uh... The Roosters Storm game, yeah, yeah that was that was awesome. Yeah. That was a good game. As a fan, not going for either club. Sorry, yeah, mate. Um, what do you think about uh, what Big Willie's come out and said? I think he's. Um, I think he needs to reel it in, or Willie Mason uh, on Ty- Tyson Gamble. If we're if we're going down this whole mental health route. I know that Tyson Gamble's obviously had a bite back at Willie Mason and I will get into what the comments were uh, momentarily for those that don't know what we're talking about, but man, I think I thought, I thought it was a bit over the top. Clarky, I, I think you feel the same way. Mate, as if, as if you would be able to get away with that in any other industry in the world, like this man. bloke, this bloke is... This bloke is a representative, whether he likes it or not, of the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs Rugby League Club, and he's just—he's making—he's—he's he's bringing the club down. He's bringing the club into disrepute by being the fuckwit that he is. Man, I, I listen to some of the stuff he says, and I sort of agree with some stuff. He's a bit like Gordon Tallis. I agree with some stuff. A lot of it I don't agree with. But man, if he wasn't a member of the Bulldogs training staff. He's allowed to say whatever he wants because he's on a podcast, no dramas. No, 100% but like you said, like you said, because he is in that position, man, he should not be able to say anything. And should you should you want to say anything? Like, Dan, yeah. no offense, the dogs aren't fucking flying. Well, that's what Gamble says, and he's, he's that, right. That, that, that was the bite back. Like, yeah. come on. And, like, and you know what? Willie hasn't said anything since. I think someone might have said a... Shut up now! It's time to shut up. Well, he, well, he did. He he got he got the last laugh. He's got he's got he's got he's got the last word in. Gamble hasn't retorted. Well, oh, have I'll, you seen I'll, it? I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. So oh, prior prior to the Knights game against the the Warriors, this is what Willie Mason said to Tyson Gamble, all through social media, by the way. But Willie Mason's got a podcast. I don't know what it's called, but he's got a podcast. And he said it on a podcast. Justin uh, He said Willie Mason said he called the Knights. Newcastle Knights spine, and I quote, the worst fucking spine in the league without Caelan Ponga. Tyson Gamble's obviously heard this and responded Mate, saying... Before, before you go any further on that, he, he said that. It wasn't before well, for last week. It was like two weeks ago he said that. No. Oh. Because he was talking about... He was talking about... He's been talking about how good Newcastle have been going and how good Ponga's been going. So he's like giving him a backhanded compliment is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right. Okay. So he said that, and then Tyson Gamble last week responded, yep. saying Willie should worry about his own backyard. Obviously, employing yep. the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, 100%. because he's for those that don't know as well, he's a forwards coach for the for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, Tyson Gamble continues. He says Willie was a middle, not a half, so he can, he can get fucked. We're yep. a team of blokes that do their <laughs> job, and that's why we are in the position we're in. 
That's what Gamble has responded with. Yeah. Now, post Knights loss to the Warriors, this is what Willie Mason tweeted immediately after the game ended. Like dead set, it would have been like the 80th and first second, and Willie Mason would have said this um, on Twitter, or it's called X now, I think, that social media platform. Willie Mason said, there could be no bigger hole that Tyson Gamble wants to crawl into right now. Pick your battles, boy. You are below average. Yeah, man, I, I totally disagree with that. And and if that is that the last is that the last that's thing it. That was said? that's the last one, mate. Last you know thing. what, mate? That that man. I, that's uh, that's uncalled for. You know what? It is. Is it just? It's a bit like Gordon Tallis. Whenever Matt Lodge comes up, he's got to stick the boot in. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. <laughs> you know I mean? Why it's does so he obvious. hate Matt Lodge so much? I don't know, mate. I don't know, but it's so obvious. Don't, don't you reckon? It's just yeah, so obvious. It's so 100%, obvious. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, man, I think Gamble. Oh, man, I remember him playing for the Broncos and playing well. Yeah, look, he's not in there. Mate, Ezra Mam's playing awesome. You've got this kid, Ezra Mam, coming through, and yeah, they go, okay, we're going to go with Ezra Mam. That doesn't mean Tyson Gamble isn't a bad 5'8. He's a very good 5'8, I think. Mate, I, look, I, he's, he's obviously a rat bag on the field, but. You know, you reap what you sow, but I think Willie went a bit too far um, in that regard, and hopefully it just stops there. But like I said, on the mental health sort of route, like it's not really, uh, not really uh, a great look, is it? If uh, if you bring it back to that, which I don't think Gamble's got a problem or anything like that, I don't think so either. But still, it's yeah, not. yeah. Well, I, I look, I think that the issue is even taking away the mental health thing. Now, I think the issue is Willie Mason is part of a club. And it's just like Gus Gould. I really don't like the Gus Gould's on a show as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> happens to all be Bulldogs people. <laughs> Weird. What's that? Happens to all be Bulldogs oh, I mean, people. It's not only, it's not only, it's not, they're not the only ones, but I just, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it when I hear, man, even though he's, he's quite, you know, a lot of the things he says are, are, have recently been okay. I don't want to listen to Aaron Woods when he's playing. I don't like him. I don't want to hear his view on other players. He's a player. He's a current player. Yeah, he should yeah. shut up. I'm, I'm, and the same, a little bit the same with Wade Graham, man. Yeah. Until you retire, wait, and then go on Triple M. No dramas. Yeah. Mate, um, back on the game, um, you know, you've got Sean Johnson setting up three tries in 13 minutes or 14 minutes at the start. AFB, bloody Bunst Gamble, which is where... You know, for one of those tries, which is where Willie Mason's obviously dug and the boot. saying that, when you say Bunch Gamble, man, Jackson Ford runs this fantastic line. Yeah, no man, it was, it was that. They, they they started so well, the Warriors. And yeah. like Clarkie said, I thought it was shut up shop there. But to the Newcastle Knights' credit, they did have a good 20-minute stint in the tw- from the 25th minute onward. And then from about the 45th, 50th minute, the Warriors went, nah, fuck that. Let's, let, it was 16-10. They said, let's click back into gear. Had the you know the um the uh, uh the attitude sorry I said astute the attitude to um uh, bounce back and then they just chipped away. Rocco and Berry scored. Like Rocco Rocco Berry bloody um uh scoring off that DWZ offload and fourteen people were on him and they bloody nah it was still yeah, going over. Um DWZ going over for a try. Man, like they 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 were really really classy in that last half hour the the warriors and the game just got out of reach they're not they're not pricks about it either when the warriors are scoring a lot of points i go ah right are you running the game up you know what i mean they're just playing footy like there's some there's some and their their attitude is i know you're talking about penrith yeah but you know what i'm saying it's it's good to watch you know what i mean they're not being assholes they're just playing hard footy well man 
it all comes off the back of sort of the movement that they've been embraced again. And it's, it's more like a happy club. They look like a happy club, yeah. um, which is great. And then I was having, I was just looking at like, you know, uh, chats I was having with other people during the game. And uh, they're all, when they got up to 34 to 10, that was in the 65th minute. And everyone's like, get Sean Johnson off, get him off, get him off. They played him for another probably 10 minutes. And then they I took think him everyone off. who said that is right. Get him off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But Can it, um, mate, we, I don't know whether you've got a bookmark to bring up later on, but thought I'd bring it up now while I think about it. Hmm. So let's, let's envisage we go to the grand final and the Warriors make it. Okay. Yep. yep. And kickoff is, what is it? 10 past eight. Yeah, uh, usually, which, yeah. Which will be, what, 10 past 10 in New Zealand? Mm-hmm. What do you, because I've been saying, been saying stuff on social media about like the the thought process about bringing the game forward to allow. Man, I'm not, I don't want to bring it forward just for the Warriors. I think we've spoken about it before. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys like it even earlier, but I think eight o'clock's too late, personally. Mate, like I love I love grand final. I know you guys like a the four five thirty final. Mate, yeah. they had a five thirty. I remember it was twenty eleven when the Warriors actually made it. Uh, the last time they made the grand final, and the kickoff was at five thirty. Was and it maybe because of that? Maybe, and man, it was fantastic. Firstly, they yeah. had a crowd hucker at the thing. And that would that went off, but the second thing was it was pink skies, beautiful weather, like twilight grand final. I reckon that, that'd be great. It's great, but you can't. But the thing is, you can't like even like let's say the Warriors aren't there. Yeah. Let's let's say the Warriors aren't even going good. Okay, yeah. Like, don't they deserve to not watch the fucking grand final at ten o'clock at I night? I agree. They are in it's, the NRL. Yeah, I don't know why. Right. I don't know why I've only just realised this. I don't know. I know it's obviously because. The Warriors are going so good, but people are just starting to realize. Oh, wait a second, because the game was obviously at four o'clock on Sunday. To, to that was to allow the Warriors to have a good a time slot. But yeah, it's it what is a wild. Mate, in the, the AFL, I know that they haven't got a Kiwi side, but the AFL because of TV ratings and eight o'clock being a prime time slot, we know that sport is dictated by that. They they're going to shift. They're going to shift their grand final to a nighttime grand final sooner rather than I later. I think they didn't. They already do that. I think they already have maybe because they're going to I mean, keep it of, that way. I sort of thought it was cool that they didn't do that and they didn't weren't dictated by those sort of things. No, the AFL's always been no, they back, they back. with regard to certain things, but obviously the things are changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. There's more money at at night. That's why. Yeah. And also, also while I'm on it, Dan, hundred yeah. percent confirmed. Um, there is an interstate championship. Oh, there is. Yeah. Well, oh. when I say hundred, it was on Fox League. They spoke about it on Fox League. The yes. There you go, Nick. There you Beautiful. Go. We're, we're talking about that uh, at around the grounds, <laughs> <laughs> which was recorded before you started, Clark. <laughs> did you actually bring it up? Yeah, yeah no, we did actually because we had made comment about it. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> ah, go. that's good. That's good. We know now. Very good. I have to cut that bit out, Dan. Nah, we're not cutting shit. <laughs> Joe Roganing, no editing. There you go, everyone. We record. Hey, we record out of order. For surprise, surprise. <laughs> anyway, no, um, okay. So I'm just sorry. I'm just looking it up. Um, the 2010 Grand Final was also 
Five for Twilight. Okay, there you go. I, I loved it. I loved that kickoff. That Mate, if they had it, for me personally, if it was 6, 6.30, I'd be happy. That makes it 8.30 over there. Not a big drama. Mm. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it, Nick and Clarky. Clarky, are you happy with the Twilight one or did you prefer a daytime grand final? I, I want anything but 8 o'clock. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Eight's late, man. Eight's late. Mm. So they changed it. it. So the 2013 grand final, they changed it to 7.30. See, 7.30 is not too bad. No. I'd still, I'd still want earlier, man. Because I, I just don't think it's a big drama to have it earlier. Like, And you know what, man? Let's be honest. When they go, oh, TV rating, it's a fucking grand final. People are watching. Mm-hmm. People go home. They go, we've got to watch the grand final. We've got to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, the Warriors progress, the Knights are out, and let's get into the week three prelim finals preview, boys. And as predicted by us weeks ago, uh, only the top four teams remain. So first, second, third, and fourth in the regular season are left. Preliminary, uh, sorry, preliminary <laughs> final one. <laughs> Jeez. The first placed Penrith Panthers will verse the third placed Melbourne Storm. 7.50 p.m. this Friday, the 22nd of September, at a core stadium in Homebush. For the Panthers, boys, Jerome Luai is reported to be a good chance to line up for Penrith and will replace Jack Cogger if he is given the green tick. Isaac Tungo is also under an injury cloud, but he apparently uh, pl- uh, sorry, he trained today and did contact work. Um, but if he is ruled out, Luke Garner will probably reprise that position. That's in- weird. Right center, yeah. Because well, Ty- Tyron Peachy's on the bench. Well, Peachy was named to replace him, and then on the day they put Garner there. So, um, yeah. But anyway, Jerome Luai and Tungo are probably going to play. Uh, other news that emerged this morning, which was just clickbait in my opinion, um, Nathan Cleary suffered a finger injury, and they're like, "Oh, they're going to get scans." Rubbish. And they're like, "Ah, he's all good. He's all good." Uh, I thought it was rubbish as well. Um, on the other side of the coin, boys, Jerome Hughes. And Xavier Coates are a chance of playing. They reckon Hughes is more likely. Coates is a 50-50 prospect. Uh, they've still yet to clear Tui Kamika Mika from his HIA. Um, he's still being monitored for concussion, so we'll see if he plays as well. Uh, but that's, other than where that, they, that's where the that's where the storm lack since forwards. they lost. Yeah, they do. They really do. Just those hard heads. Since they lost uh, the Bromwich brothers and. Um, Oh, what's his name? The second row? Kafusi. Um, yeah, Kafusi. And they're just lacking a little bit of sting out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the guys are going good and they're fit young blokes. Yeah. And I'm sure they're not being paid that much. And they're like Trent Loreo and Katoa. But man, they're not, they're not, they just don't have that that edge. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Look, yeah, Tom Tom Eisenhuth's and yeah, Green Anderson's like oh not Green Anderson. But yeah, they're not um they're not bringing as much impact off the bench as your Spencer Lenius and your <laughs> Zach Hoskins. Yeah, mate, I can't look, man. I, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't matter who was going to play Penrith. They're going to get beat. Penrith's going to win. What's your prediction hey. here? Man, by, by 30, 40, 30. Jeez. Clark, have you, have you seen the fucking um, the odds? odds? No, tell me. Mate, $1.18 to $4.95. Fuck me. When oh, man, the... I just I just can't see Melbourne. I just Penrith will just strangle them. 
Yeah, I, starve, I think it's going to be... I'll starve, yeah. monster of ball, I'll starve. Harry Green will make a few little inroads here and there. But he's not, he's, he's not starting again. We, me and Clarkie spoke about this on the weekend. Man, I don't know. I think they're just lacking probably two forwards, two big-name forwards. Because they started Grant Anderson, didn't they, in the hooking role? Bronson Garlic. Oh, uh, Bronson Bronson Garlic. Yeah. Bronson Garlic. Yeah. Mate, um, I, I think you're right. I think they're going to embarrass Melbourne. That that's I have no faith in Melbourne going close. That's how that's how bad I think the scoreline's going to be. To the Melbourne fans that listen, that's just you know a neutral truth. Um, yeah. It's a prediction. So I don't think it's Bible, but that's just how that's how I see it. That's how the boys see it. Um, yeah. I've won. I've won. Melbourne Storm fan, and he said after Friday night that yeah, no good. Um, yeah, that he was they, just beat the Roosters. They're really. gonna get. They're, they're gonna get pumped by thirty on. So, yeah. mate, um, yeah. Clarky, we had a discussion yesterday, um, when we all got to see each other in the flesh. Um, you had a qualm with Penrith hosting this game at a core stadium at Homebush, which is an eighty-three thousand capacity seat stadium. What's What's your alternative for them here, and why? I mean, I, th- I think either. Uh, like, Bankwest is obviously geographically closer to Penrith. Mm. It's 30,000, but, mate, you're talking state-of-the-art facilities there, and, yeah, you're blocking out the, these numbers that are getting thrown around. I think you threw them around as well, 50,000, mate. I don't reckon they'll get 50,000 there. Because you don't reckon they'll st- Is that what you're saying, though? Hey? Because it's Melbourne. Because it's Melbourne, and I think, mate, to be fair, I think Penrith are just – Penrith fans are getting ready for the GF. Yeah. They, they, they've made – they have been legitimately been – they've been so successful now for – for I wouldn't say for so long, but for such a short period of time, the last couple of years, making so many grand finals. Going for they, their fourth in a row. Mate, they're just, this is, the thing is with them, um, just, just off topic for a little bit, is that – Man, I don't think this is the most talented Penrith team, but I think it's the hardest Penrith team. Mm. And they've got that hardness from making all those grand finals with that core group of players. Mate, I don't even reckon and this is this is from this is from a South Sydney supporter that lives in Penrith that used to travel to Old Allianz Stadium and then they took us to Homebush. I hated going to Homebush because it was mate, it, Dead set to catch public transport is about the same amount of time. It, it might not make sense to people who aren't from Penrith, but it takes about the same amount of time. Except you're walking up to Homebush Stadium, which is dog shit and doesn't. It's not good to watch football at. Yeah, and the alternative, that. and I, and I'm talking about old Allianz. Talking oh, oh, about old Allianz. Where, but, where, yeah, where, but, where you, but new, but new, but new Allianz is better than old Allianz. Yeah. Where do you think they should play, Clarky? Bankwest, he reckons. Bankwest or Allianz? Okay. Well, you made the government's just p- paid hundreds of millions of dollars to what about, build these what brand new Combank? stadiums. Yeah, that's Combank's what I'm talking. Combank. Combank. Oh, it's called Com- Com- yeah, Combank. Yeah, Combank. That's what he meant. Yeah. yeah. So Parramatta or Moore Park is what you're saying, Clarky? Yeah. Yeah. Mate, you, you make a good point about Parramatta because, look, I, I'm hopeful they can get 50. I was actually disappointed in uh, Melbourne at Amy Park. They couldn't even sell out their game. It was nearly full, full, but, man, it's a final. It should be full. And I know that they had, you know, 
90,000 over at the MCG um, with with their game for the AFL. But seriously, like, you know, it's theirs is only 30,000 seats. Like, they should sell them out for a, pre, uh, for a semi-final. Do you know what, man? I, I, this is, I just can't understand how we can't get this right, man. You just fucking give some tickets away to kids if you know it's a fucking Melbourne game. You're mm-hmm. not going to fill it out. You want to go to Homebush, go to Homebush. Give free tickets away. Mm. Get people in the door. Particularly for that. Like, man, an out-of-town team uh, being Melbourne at uh, ANZ, uh, sorry, at a core stadium in Homebush. Man, Clark, you could be right. They might struggle to get 40, meaning that Com- uh, sorry, Combank in Parramatta would be a great idea because it is a 30,000-seat stadium, which is closer to Penrith. So, anyway, anyway. Um we're all saying 30 plus for this one, boys. Here's a question for you. Now, I know they're talking about Jerome Luai playing. Mate, I think if there's any chance that Jerome Luai could be injured, I reckon you give him another week. Yeah. I think they want to let make him play because they want him to have match some fit. sort of match fitness. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just get him off the bench even. Like and it's, they, and they it's can that, afford to. And it's that argument. It's like. I don't know. You play in a grand. Is it is it much of a difference between a week? I reckon they'd rather him go out in a prelim, and if he's going to re-injure it, he re-injures it in a in a prelim, and then yeah, they can but, but, go but into. You know what? On that right, you always play your best game coming back from injury the first game, and you always have a lapse the second week. Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. Anyway, move it on, boys. But before I move it on, I forgot to do three, two, ones for the Warriors Knights game. So, Clarky, you've got here three for C and K, two for Sean Johnson, and one for Tohu Harris. I say no. I went Harris, SJ, Nickel Clockstad. So just oh, in a Gil- different. Oh, order sorry, Gil- Gil- sorry, Guilty, Guilty did that. Sorry, what did you do, Clarky? I went Harris Johnson. Nickel Clockstad. I'm going to say SJ, CNK, and Harris. And that's the order it goes in. Beautiful. There we go. Fantastic. Now, boys, to the second preliminary final, which should be a belter of a game in a good way, not a bad way. The second placed Brisbane Broncos will host the fourth placed New Zealand Warriors. At Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, 7.50 p.m. this Saturday, the 23rd of September. Uh, the Broncos have no injuries from week one of the finals. They are injury-free and suspension-free. Uh, the Warriors, uh, obviously, they have no Luke Metcalf. We know that. Uh, Sean Johnson uh, should be right to go. And Maradonir Kore is being monitored for a minor knee injury, but he should be sweet as well. So the Warriors pretty much uh, injury-free as well. What about what's his name's finger? Current finger. Yeah. Um, he's also being monitored too. We'll see what happens there. He'll play. You know, but you, you know, know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know, you know what's mad about him is, you know, when he was coming on for Nia Corey, when he when Nia Corey hurt his knee, the crowd yeah. bloody got pumped. They obviously love him. Man, he's fucking awesome. I love him. I think he's a great player. I love both those guys. Yeah. Mate, um, give it to me, Gildy. What are you what are your predictions for this one? This one I think is gonna be close. Mate, I, I just think that the Warriors are the only team that can beat Penrith, and that's that's why I want to see them in the grand final. And and I think that they – mate, I just – everyone's jumped on the bandwagon of the Broncos. I know they've played good all year, but, man, 
the Warriors are gritty, man. And I love that. I love their gritty bench. Like every one of them, even um, Sirenen coming off the bench this week. You know, man. I just I love man that try that. Um, what's his name? Walker scored where he just ran at the post. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. I love that, man. And and their other team, they're just I, they they'll do these things, man. And I just. Man, I'm pretty sure Newcastle beat Brisbane at some point this year. And no, they nearly beat Brisbane. It's 24 to 20. Close. Man, it's I close. just I just like the way. Man, Sean Johnson plays like that. He's just a freak, man. And if they run those, hit these holes, like they, those support runners hit holes like they're meant to. Like, man, Jackson Ford, man, he had a blinder on the weekend. Didn't really, I think he ran for 180, but he did so much off-ball stuff. Mm. I've got I've got another mate who goes on about him a lot, and mate, I really and I, I know um, a lot of people are talking about him because he did make that starting side this year, and he's almost carried it through the whole year. Man, he's a gun player. St George must be filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, one hundred and eighty-eight. Uh, you ran one hundred and eighty-eight meters, ninety-four post contact, and I think he was the most. Ta- wow. He had the most tacklers as well. Mate, he, he had 40, 45 tackles. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, he's a beast, man. Yeah, mate. mate I just, um, I, I'm picking. I'm going to pick a close one. I'm picking the Warriors. Clarky, go, mate. I think the Warriors can beat them as well. I think they've showed the like Ponger and Reese Walsh play a fairly similar game at fullback. Yeah, from a very like from a simplistic point of view, and they showed the blueprint how to nullify that electric speed out the back. And mate, Kalen Ponger ran for like 104 meters or something, and had. Zero impact on the game. They'd shut him out. He was he was a non-issue. And if they can do the same against Brisbane, mate, they'll win the game. And I reckon the player that yeah, I agree hundred percent with that. I think I think uh Walsh is a little more explosive than Ponga. Ponga's a little more of a ball player. But I think the player that they've got to nullify is Reynolds. They nullify Reynolds. I was about to say that. It's about to say that. I think we're forgetting Adam Reynolds because they did versus a night side. I know they slapped them, but they did versus a night side without a, you know, a dominating half. Like, you know, Jackson Hastings is better than Clune. So, look, I, I obviously, you know, I'm on the up the wires bandwagon. I've been on them for ages, but it's going to be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be super close. Um, you know, for the Broncos, you know, their outside backs are phenomenal. I love Herbie. I think he's a very, I think he's a very underrated player. I don't think, I don't think he's really touted as much as what he should be. Uh, Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh, he is, he is, mate. And Tony Staggs is also playing phenomenally on the right edge. So, look, the the Broncos as well. You know, their forward pack is is is, is awesome. You know, Flegler, Payne Haas, Carrigan. That rotation is is crazy. Uh, then you get Kobe Hetherington coming off the bench as well. Just to give him a bit of a pump up, cement truck, mate. Just on that, I hope the ref refs it not like they did that the Broncos got the first game. Oh, well, that you know what I'm talking to be about? Seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was um, oh, eight meters. To be and... like, yeah, man, make it ten meters. If they're offside, call them offside. Don't give them the advantage. They're at the game. What What I worry about because you know we do analyze everyone. Um, I think we analyze everyone comprehensively. The Warriors tend to do tend to have lapses in their game where they're not playing the full eighty. I'm not yeah. saying the Broncos are an eighty minute team, but the Broncos are a very fit team. Um, the Warriors are too, but that's it's seriously going to come down to the wire. I 
I want the Warriors to win, and I know that they can win, and I believe they can win, but I'm I'm going to stick with what I said, you know, six weeks ago, and it's going to be a Panthers Broncos final. But I'm with you, Gildy and Clarky. I think the only team that can rattle the cage is the Warriors for both these teams. Um, yeah, it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to say Broncos by a try. And one to six is what I'm saying. But I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong again. Uh, but yeah, uh, Clarky, you're going to step out while I um, throw in this around the grounds, which we recorded earlier today. And then we'll, we'll, we'll welcome you back, eh? <laughs> All right, Nick, we have farewelled Clarky. He's going to come back for the the conclusion of this episode. He was four weeks in a row for around the grounds. Okay, yeah. He's bowed out now. He couldn't do five. In fact, he in fact he he refused to do five. So, whatever, Ryan. Whatever. I'll yell at you when you come back on the come back on the. Um... Well, he's gonna miss his contribution, mate. Yeah, well, he does. He does like listening the entire time, doesn't he? Anyway, he's gonna miss out because this is actually a good one, Nick. Uh, very in depth. Uh, because we can, because we have less to talk about for the NRL, but. This is Around the Grounds, the segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, and we're going to conclude the episode with Around the Grounds. But we will start, as usual, with the Super League. Now, the Super League's in there, uh, is heading into their final round of the regular season. Over the weekend was round 26, uh, and we're going to talk about the results and the prospects for the top six finals teams Nick, in round 26, in game one, the Wigan Warriors defeated Castleford Tigers 48-6. to Now, Wigan have won eight games in a row, as well as their counterparts, St. Helens, who defeated Warrington Wolves 18-6. to uh, Both these sides are in contention for the top two, but we'll talk about that in a sec. The other team, which is vying for a top two spot, are the Catalans Dragons, who in game three defeated the Leeds Rhinos 61-0. to so Leeds Rhinos in the past two games have conceded 111 points and have scored zero, Nick. Yeah, right. 50-0 last week against Wigan and 61-0 against Catalans this week, which are the top two sides in the competition. What about uh, them putting a two goal over? Yeah, no, just to, just to spite them. <laughs> Mate, uh, in uh, game four, the Lee Leopards defeated Wakefield Trinity 20 points to 19. Uh, there was a... Golden Point field goal in the 89th minute. And this has uh, put the nail in the coffin for Wakefield, who are now relegated uh, to the championship division in 2024, which is unfortunate. Yep. In game five, Hulkingston Rovers defeated Southford Red Devils 12-0. Now, this was a battle to lock in a top six final spot. Uh, the other team, being Southford, uh, still have a chance, but we'll talk about that in a sec. And in the final game, Huddersfield Giants defeated Hull FC 52 to 20, but this game was a dead rubber, meant nothing. Yep. So next week, Guilty, uh, for those that are unaware, in the final round, uh, the Super League uh, matches all kick off at the same time to avoid any sort of corroboration or tanking amongst other clubs, which I think is cool because they do that in the English Premier League and soccer over there as well. So what do you think of that, Nick, firstly? Um, yeah, that's interesting because they don't seem to care about television as much as we do over here. Well, it would be interesting from next year onward, Nick, because 
the Super League as of 2024 finally will have all their games um, broadcast on national television. Each game, by the way, not just three of them every week. So every game every week will be on TV live, which is cool. So I'll be interested to see if they do it next year. I think they will because um, it's just important to sort of evolve, uh, avoid any corruption, I think, in that final round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're right. It does affect TV ratings massively. Uh, but anyway, we're going to look at the ladder now, Nick. So uh, we've got one more week for the regular season before finals. Uh, the top three in order are Wigan, Catalans and St. Helens. They're all on 38 competition points. Um, but as we've spoken about, the top two is a massive advantage because the final series over in the Super League is only over three weeks. So it's top six. The top two get the first week off. So it's a massive advantage. Um, the four and again, it makes, it, it makes a massive difference with regards to how valuable it is. I mean, for, for, for Australia, it's only about where you play. Yeah, 100%. Well, look, they they still get home. They also get home ground advantage, top two, Yeah. in 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 the prelim final. Yeah. So coming top two earns you a grand final qualifying spot straight away, which is pretty which is pretty cool, I've got to say. It's fair, too, I think. Yeah. Um, 70, like, their for and against is 70 points between each other. So, we're going to run 300, like, I don't, off, it's off the top of my head. They're on 350. Uh, Catalans are on 290, and St. Helens are on 220. Something like that. So, yeah. the only way one of them can drop out of contention for the top two is if they lose this week. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, in fourth spot and fifth spot are Lee Leopards and Hulkingston Rovers. They're locked into the finals. Uh, they can't move up or down. Um, they can only switch between fourth and fifth, which means that in week one of the finals, they're going to verse each other. And interestingly, this was the same matchup for the Challenge Cup final. So that's going to be a mad game for the first week of finals, the elimination finals, if you will. And fighting for the sixth and final spot, are the Warrington Wolves and Southford Red Devils. Now, Warrington have Huddersfield Giants this week and Southford are up against Catalan's Dragons. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I think Warrington will sneak in there purely based on the fact that uh, I don't think Southford will win. Um, yeah. I think both of them will lose, but I think Warrington will lose to Huddersfield. So anyway. Then you've got Leeds, Huddersfield, Hull FC, Castleford, and Wakefield who aren't in contention. And as we spoke about, Wakefield are ineligible as they're relegated. Sorry, they're relegated as of next year, which is a shame for Wakefield Trinity. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> What's also interesting, Nick, is that where the NRL finishes when the Super League finals are still on. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But a lot of people are predicting that St. Helens will win, and it's going to be a repeat of the World Club Challenge next year, which... Between Panthers and, and them. Panthers and Saints, yeah. Everyone's yeah. predicting a repeat. So it will be interesting to see. And St. Helens are going for the five-peat too, which is also interesting. So we'll yep. see what happens. But anyway, over to the lower grade men's senior competitions in Australia. Now, we had a double header for the NSW Rugby League lower grade competitions 
which were again played at Leichhardt Oval, similar to the semi-finals last week, which was a quadruple header. Uh, in the prelim final for week three of the New South Wales Cup final series, um, the North Sydney Bears defeated the New Zealand Warriors. That's first versus third. 28 points to 24. Now, the Bears were up 18-0 at halftime, Nick. Uh, the Warriors gave them a bit of a scare in the second half, but it wasn't enough. Um, now, the Bears will face the Rabbitohs again, this time in a grand final uh, at Combank Stadium in Parramatta for the New South Wales Cup Grand Final. What do you think of that one, Nick? Yeah, nice. Well, I guess after the Warriors, I guess they would have had a lot of players out. I guess the Bears would have too. Yeah. Mate, the knock-on effect Instagram page, sorry, the New South Wales Cup, I should say, Instagram page, gave a big shout-out to the Warriors because they've returned for the first time this year uh, yeah. since COVID. And... They nearly bloody made a grand final. So yeah. it's the same as the NRL team. Like they're, they're, they're making waves, this club. It's really, yeah. really, really good to see. Really good to see. But, mate, in the under-21s jersey flag prelim final, uh, which was a curtain raiser to the NSW Cup game, uh, the first-place Roosters defeated the fifth-place Eels 31 points to 18. And that means that the Eels are out, unfortunately, Nick. Yeah. For the Roosters, uh, they will face the Bulldogs in the Jersey Flag Grand Final, and it will be the curtain raiser to the NSW Cup Grand Final over at Combank Stadium in Parramatta as well, which I'm excited about because the Bulldogs haven't won the Under-21s final for 10 years, I think, of memory. Yeah, right. Or was it 2003? No, I think it's 03 they haven't won, but they haven't been in the final for 10 years. So... Long time between drinks. I wish it was like that for the NRL, but anyway, we're not good at the moment. Uh, and Nick, uh, last night in the Queensland Cup Grand Final, uh, it was played at Redcliffe's KO Stadium. And to many people's surprise, the third-placed Brisbane Tigers defeated the first-placed Burley Bears 22 points to 18. And the Melbourne feeder club, being the Tigers, are now crowned the Premier's for the Queensland Cup. Yeah, First cool. time since 90, 90, 1991, I think I saw, <clears throat> which is a massive achievement for them. Uh, the game was decided right at the end. Uh, it, was, it was it was crazy. There was a sin bin with four seconds to go uh, because the Bears were attacking the line. They had about three sets and two set restarts or two penalties, um, but to no avail. They had sin bins and fucking... You know, this is this is what we're talking about. If you could sin bin someone and it, and it meant something later, like if you got sin bin in the last four seconds of a game, like how does that really affect that player in the future? <clears throat> well, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. But we're still waiting, Nick. We're still waiting to see if there's any confirmation about um, uh, the state championship. So that being the Queensland Cup winner versus the New South Wales Cup winner. We don't know if it's happening or not. Have you yeah, heard anything? Right. Nah, I'm hmm. I think that's weird because they're promoting the shit out of this NRL, NRLW double header grand final, but it should be a triple header like last year. Yeah, and that's a good game too. It just shows you know where each uh, state is with regards to their domestic competition. I agree, and mate, that'd be awesome because it's two different. It's it's um two fresh sides because uh, we got yeah, the Rabbitohs playing play the Bears. Yeah, mate, they yeah. haven't played each other. It's gonna be mad. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, my prediction, Nick. 
for the New South Wales Cup is that the Rabbitohs will win. Yep. And if they are playing the Tigers, I think they'll also they'll also um that I think that actually can't decide between those two. They're actually two quality sides, but I'll I'll tip the Rabbitohs for the whole thing. Yeah, if, if, got a lot of good players. That that mm. Dean Hawkins, he's got um Reserve grade player of the year again, I think, and he's a halfback. Nobody's talking about him. I don't understand why. Geez, in a row, Nick. Reserve grade player of the year, not just halfback. Reserve grade player of the year. No, player of the year, yeah. Mm. Something, something's weird there. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, mate, over to the NRLW. Uh, their final round was played this weekend. Uh, the finals are among us now. Uh, the current NRLW champions, the New the Newcastle Knights have claimed their first minor premiership in their short history. Um, the Sydney Roosters came in second, Titans in third, and the Broncos in fourth, meaning that this weekend the Knights will host the Broncos at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle, uh, that being Sunday the 24th of September at 2 p.m. And then the 4 p.m. match is the Roosters versus the Titans at Allianz Stadium in Moore Park with the winners progressing to the final for the NRLW uh, which will be played as a curtain raiser to the NRL Grand Final at a core stadium in Homebush. Now, Nick, Andrew Abdo came out uh, at the conclusion of the regular season and said that 6.2 million fans have tuned in to the NRLW this season thus far, which averages out at about 140,000 viewers per game, which I think is an exceptional number considering um, the competition expanded. But... um. Something interesting to note is that out of the four teams that qualified, none of them are clubs that uh, entered the NRLW this season. The, no expansion clubs are in the finals, is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was looking at Cronulla because they were meant to be. They had that. What's her name? That fullback. Uh, Emma Tonegato, and they had um, Tiana Penatani. Yeah, she was playing five eight. I'm pretty sure, but yeah. Mm. I saw a few highlights where she was killing it, but obviously Cronulla just went winning. Oh, mate, they slapped bloody West Tigers. Like, oh, sorry, Parramatta. Sorry, it was like fifty-six to six. I watched the game yesterday. Think, it was. It was I think every team smacked Parramatta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they didn't have a good year, mate. But the problem that I'm I'm alluding to now is when you hear stories like the Roosters, for example, suffering from mass injuries. Um, to the point where they have to sign their strength and conditioning coach to a you know a two game deal, yeah, just to weird. just to ensure they've got a team on the park. That's that's showing shortage in squad numbers and something that players and coaches are really against right now is the NRL expanding because all reports are saying they're going to bring in two more clubs as early as next year, which they're all hoping doesn't happen because they think that the competition and the product will go backward due to quality oh, issues. Oh, yeah, man, I think that the way that was that article was released might have been a little bit misleading. Like, who's to say that that particular person, the strength and conditioning coach, isn't a good player and might not have been the next person up? It sort of indicate they, they sort of ran it as if, oh, there was just no one left. There are players out there. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And, and my half-glass full look at expansion is – if you grow, then there's room for players to move up and pathways to be created. And then you will have the quality in the long run. Yeah. Um, but expanding too quickly is also is also a sticking point. 
Now, what's being reported to combat this, Guilty, is that the NRL, or I should say the ARLC, being Peter Vlandes and Andrew Abdo and co, they're weighing up whether to align the New South Wales Harvey Norman Women's Premiership and the Queensland BMD Women's Premiership. So that's their reserve grade comps. Yeah. They want to realign them to the same time as the NRLW and then have the NRLW clubs align themselves to reserve grade clubs to ensure that there's stronger squad numbers and better pathways. Now, well, what are your thoughts that, on that? I don't think that's, a, that's not a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. It's a great way to, I think it's a great idea to combat um, expansion issues because they want to expand. I think the NRL are sort of looking at the AFLW, which is also an, another thing to look at because they expanded way too quickly and the quality the pro, the quality product of their competition is, is quite poor. Um, looking at reports anyway, I don't watch it. Um, but if they're going to align reserve grade with them, just like what the NRL do, NRL does with reserve grade and Jersey flag and um, the Sydney shield and the Ron Massey cup, man, what's to, what's to say that's not going to work. I think that's a great, I think it's a brilliant idea to be fair. Yeah. I think it's a good idea too. I, I just say that you need to expand for the sake of expansion. I think that it's okay to take it a year at a time. And if they don't think if there's a, if the, the think tank who actually know what's going on with the girls' game, not just Peter Valandis and mm. and so forth. The, the people that actually know what's going on, if they think it's right to expand, expand. If 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 they're saying no, 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 look, we need another year, have another year. It's not a big drama. Anyway, we'll see what happens. That's that's the rumor going around. Uh, if they do it, I props to them. I think I think it's a great idea. But last thing I'll say, Nick, before we bring Clarky back to end this episode, uh, International Rugby League. Uh, the reports are starting to emerge now that we approach the end of the season. We've got the Prime Minister's 13 game between Australia and Papua New Guinea um, announced and squads are announced. I don't want to get into the squad numbers because, to be fair, I don't think that has a real bearing on Papua New Guinea or Australia's real squads for the Pacific Championships. So as a reminder to everyone in the Pacific or Southern Hemisphere, I should say, there's two Tri-Nation competitions um, coming up the Pacific championships and the Pacific bowl in the championships. We've got Australia, New Zealand and Samoa. And in the bowl, we've got PNG, Fiji and the Cook Islands facing each other. Now for Australia, Nick, I wanted to bring up, um, I wanted to bring up a few selection queries, I should say, um, because there's a few things to discuss. James Tedesco, as of I think it was two days ago, um, has been confirmed as the fullback and captain of the Kangaroos. I just want to hear your thoughts real quick on everything I'm about to say. Just quick fire. What are your mate, thoughts I, on that? Yeah, mate, like I've said all year, mate, I think that it, this has got to be the last year because he's not the best fullback anymore. It's interesting you say it because Meninga's also – uh, given away that he is considering picking Kalen Ponga, Reese Walsh, and Dylan Edwards in the squad. So it's a 22-man yeah. squad. It's not for World Cups; it's 25. Yeah. But for smaller competitions like this, it's 22 men. Yep. He wants to pick all three and play them out of position. Yeah, now, that sounds like a 
Great idea. Why don't we put Pappenhausen in there as well, a prop? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I don't think look the, the all the all the mail is that Caleb Pong is probably going to going to withdraw because he's injured. Um, yeah, but yeah, did you see the packing on his shoulder? Yeah, Mate, yeah. I yeah, think he's great. done for. I think he's done. Mate, for. Reece Walsh should definitely be there as long as he's fit. Yep, Edwards. And, what do you think? So Dylan Edwards, he, he should probably be there as well if he's fit. You know, maybe they should depend on how it goes with regards to the rest of the season to pick who the next player is. Yeah. Well, yeah, two games to go. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Mate, they've they've dropped Damien Cook and Matt Burton from uh the rugby league world cup squad of last yep. year. They're they're definitely not going to be playing in the tournament, um, unless there's mass injuries. Look, Damien Cook, I think, um, I know Clark you disagree with this, but mate, I think he's he's he, representatively he should concentrate on on week to week. Just yep. mate South didn't make the finals this year. And and Matt Burton, man, you know my thoughts on him. I think when he was playing at Penrith, he was a great player, um, and he just hasn't kicked on to that next level yet. So, mm-hmm. Valentine Holmes. Now we spoke about him at the start of the episode, but um, well, we won't elaborate on it now. But he's been left out of the squad due to his prank gone wrong social media post, um, along with another couple of omissions. Admi- These ones are due to injury, but Latrell Mitchell and Campbell Graham have withdrawn. Uh, Latrell Mitchell had a, a, a fractured hand, apparently playing with it yep. um, towards the back end of the season. And Campbell Graham, as we know, has so, had shoulder and sternum issues since Origin. So, yep. uh, oh, sorry, the Origin period because he didn't play. But, yeah, they're both, shame, they're both shame, out. Shame about the injuries to, to those two players. Um, Valentine Holmes would definitely have been in the sport. He's one of the best centers in Australia, easily. Yeah, I think I think I don't think. Look, he hasn't been ruled out. He can still be picked, but I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. No. Well, I think uh, when you make a dumb error like that, that's that's the punishment. Yeah, I think so. That's the real punishment. Absolutely. And mate, the last one about Australia before we move on to New Zealand and Fiji and a couple other international headlines. Uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Now we we if we don't remember, he represented Samoa at the World Cup last year. And he's been selected in the PM13 side. Yeah. On the back of that, he's publicly declared um, his interest in switching his allegiance to the Kangaroos um, because he wants to represent his mother's side of the family. Um, yep. He said, look, no disrespect to Samoa, but my preference is the Kangaroos. And, you know, he's obviously played for Queensland. Um, Mate, what's your no, thoughts? That had a blinder. He was a blinder in origin. Um, not many people thought he'd get picked, played in the centres. Absolutely killed it. Des- deserves a spot. Mm. Yeah. I love all this talk, Nick. I love it. I love that the International Rugby League's back because this is this is mad because there's so many sides you can they can uh you can talk about and prospects and you know this is where it should be at, Nick. So much expansion here. I love it. Yep. Mate, um on the Kiwis now, Michael Maguire has rejected reports that Roger Tuavasashek will represent Samoa. Uh, claiming he is 100% committed to the Kiwis and will continue to represent the Kiwis when he returns to rugby league. Um, they've always earmarked, Samoa, sorry, have always earmarked Roger Tuovasashek due to his um, uh, heritage, but yeah. um, I don't think it's happening. I don't think he's going to be going there, but hey, would you, would you like to I see it? That, man, I, I think that if he decides to play for them and he's not picked in the Kiwi team, and he really shouldn't be because they haven't played this year, he should be able to play. I don't, see, 
this year, if he comes back early, it'd be very interesting. I don't think he will be coming back, but that would be great, particularly for commercializing um, uh, and growing interest in the competition. Like seeing RTS yeah. back for Samoa would be massive. Yeah, I but think anyway. there'd be a lot of pressure on him, but, but yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah, Michael Maguire reckons that he's he'll never play for Samoa, but I I, I can see him playing for him. To be fair, maybe this is the thing, right, man? He's he's not. He, so his club team have already told him he's not going to be moving back into the fullback side. Yep, centers. Fullback. Yeah. He's in the centers because the clock's back. Yep. Yeah, is he going to be a center? Is he? Is that what he is? That's what they. That's what the Warriors said. Have told him you're going to be playing center. Man, it would be interesting to see how good the Warriors go this year. And then all of a sudden, the bloke comes back and go, oh, you're straight in the side, even though these two blokes are killed all year. It'd be very interesting to see that. I don't think there's any gimmies in, under Andrew Webster, considering no. the year they've had. So no. it'd be very interesting. It'd be hard to displace Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey, but RTS Mate, is a special are, they player. They are the most underrated two centers in the comp, and they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mate, um, uh, on the Kiwi still, Sean Johnson. Um, if he gets through the season without injury, I know he's got a calf injury, but um, he loves representing the Kiwis. And he was dropped last year from the World Cup uh, in favour of Kieran Four and Jerome Hughes and um, Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown. Um, Dylan, Dylan Brown, my money would be that, that Sean Johnson's the first half pick and then uh, Jerome Hughes somewhere well, around him. Mate, he's also injured. So I've got this bad feeling the Kiwis might have two high quality halves unavailable for him come come internationals due to real injuries, not because they don't want to play for him, because the Kiwis love playing for New Zealand. Yeah, well, maybe Dylan Brown does play. Yeah, he might. He might. Him and Nicarima might. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um another another one that the the Kiwis are considering can which I is guess? can I guess? Yeah. Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. That's crazy, eh? So he was oh, born there. Know. I didn't know he was in New Zealand. It'd be very hard for him to to make it in the um as an Australian if he's half Australian, half Kiwi. I'm not sure what he's. I think he grew up in New Zealand until he was four. So yeah, that's right. Yep. Man, um, yeah, look, awesome. I, I think that he deserves it. I think that I think that he has established himself as a a high level and representative hooker at this point. Man, he's one of the reasons that Newcastle went so well. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wasn't really as rated as highly as other players that were um, receiving the accolade. I think he was he was in it, but he wasn't at the forefront, and I think he should have been. We thought he was. Yeah. Mate, I think but, a few, a few uh, analysts are, are beginning to sing his praises now. So Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. Probably listen to this podcast like maybe. maybe like other ones are, but aren't admitting. Anyway, uh, the Kiwis, however... Nick, uh, last thing on the Kiwis before we move on to the uh, the PNG and Fiji sides. Uh, Hylam Lukey from the Cowboys has rejected uh, the Kiwis. Uh, he wants to represent. He wants to represent Samoa um, at the Pacific Championships, and he wants to align with Queensland because he one day wants to represent the the Kangaroos. So that's his okay. ambitions. Yeah, man. I mean, it's tough because he's in a spot where he's a very good player. He's been noticed. But when the top team at the Cowboys is on the field, he's not in the top team. Mm. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting to see what happens there because he's obviously approaching 
um, that rep period in his career and yeah. he's made a decision. So he's obviously being earmarked by the Kiwis and yeah, see right. what happens there. Mate, um, we spoke about this off air last week. Uh, Ex-Gold Coast Titans head coach Justin Holbrook has been appointed the head coach of the Papua New Guinea Kumuls in time for their Pacific Championship tournament between Fiji and the Cook Islands. It's a massive signing for him. Yeah. Is he, is he aligned with any club? He's with the Roosters oh, as an assistant coach next year. Assistant next year, okay. Right. Next year, which is also gives him the freedom. And he, he prefers it because I think he is all about the expansion of the game. Uh, yeah. He's obviously come from the English system too, yeah. uh, with St. Helens. <clears throat> so, um, I don't believe he's from Power originally. Ooh, oh, well. I'd love to know the. I'd love to know where he actually originated from. Oh. Anyway, big one for PNG. Uh, now Fiji. Last year they had Siwa Wong from the Roosters represent them at the Rugby League World Cup. He wasn't a real big name at that time. Still not a big name now, but he's obviously emerged as a player that um, the Roosters um, have unearthed, I should say. Um, he's come out and said, due to his heritage, he's available for Australia and New Zealand as T1 nations. And he can also represent Tonga and Samoa, as well as Fiji, which he's already represented. And he's unsure which to align with in the future. So I find that really strange. He's got five to pick from. Really, yeah, right. Mm, really interesting. But last thing, um, I'll also say last year. You played, sorry, I know you played for Fiji last year, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, I'd expect him to play Fiji again. Look, I think he's going to play for him this year, um, but in the future, I think he's he's unsure of if Australia, New Zealand, firstly, and then if he wants to ever represent Tonga and Samoa. But once you represent one tier two nation, it's really hard to just flip flop between another one because. Um, there's different rules for that, which I'm not 100% on what they are now, but you can't just flip-flop between tier two nations at your yeah. own behest. Uh, the last thing I'll say, Nick, uh, before we get Clarky back for the for the conclusion of this episode, uh, Jareen Buller from the Tigers has publicly announced uh, that he will represent Fiji at the oh, Pacific cool. Championship. And he has also earmarked his aspirations to represent the Kiwis instead of Australia because earlier in the year, uh, you and you actually showed me this. Um, they said you're eligible for Queensland and New South Wales. And he said, nah, I want to represent New South Wales if I, if I pick Australia, but it looks like he's rejecting Australia because he wants to go down the Kiwi Avenue. Yep. So yeah. Awesome news. Yep. Fantastic player. Well done Tigers for unearthing him. He's a, he's a beaut. But anyway, uh, let's get uh, Clarky back and get that trivia question, eh? Yep. Clarky, you have returned after having a little <laughs> spell. <laughs> Haven't you, Ryan Keith Clark? I have. I have. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, you're good. This is good. Big weight. I know you. I know you. I know, I know that's, it's tearing you up inside. But you have to. I know it's tearing you up inside that you miss around the grounds, but you have to end this episode for us with the Rusty hey, Penny Brew now Company. That the, now that the secret's out, I've got mates who have said for ages, why does he leave all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go, guys. There you go. It's, I, mean, I, mean, I just tell them, I've been honest. Mate, the yeah. way you do it, man, it's impossible to get us all together at the same time. It's just one of those things. You, you can't record it straight. Okay. I'd love this to be a full-time job because then we could record it from – Zero to two hours. Today doesn't seem like a two-hour episode, but usually two hours. 
chaos in this game. Anyway, Clarky, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company trivia answer of the week. Yeah. So away. yeah, last time last time New Zealand Warriors made the prelim was in 2011. Who was the captain? Do you know them? No, but I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna I'm say gonna, I, I don't know how how out I am. Yeah, you go. I'm gonna say Simon Mannering. I thought he came in later. Yeah. I, I thought it. I thought it. I thought either. I don't know which one. Who'd you say? Ruben Wiki? Yep. Or Campion? Kevin Campion? Neither yep. of them were there. It was Simon Mannering. Yeah, Nick! Oh, Let's go. go. Sean, Mate, Simon Sean Mannering Johnson. must have been the captain for a long time. Yeah, he was. He was captain for... I think, I think the player... I think the Warriors player of the year is named the Simon Mannering medal. Because he's yeah. got the most cap caps. Yeah, right, okay. Um Fuck yeah, he was a good player. Fuck he, he was, was a good player. He was. Yeah, what was the um, line up there, Clarky? Yeah, oh, obviously Sean Johnson's the only player still around. Ivan Cleary was the coach. Ooh. Um yeah, Kevin Locke. Yep. Was fullback. Mark, big Manu Vatabai. Remember, remember how quick he was? Yeah. yeah. He was mad. You remember how Tiny. quick he was in the car when he crashed? <laughs> <laughs> with, Tim, with Tim Smith in bloody, it was in Salford. Yeah, yeah even Tim Smith. Uh, yeah. Hey, they were quick. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. Uh, um, yeah, James Maloney was in the house with Sean Johnson. But listen to this full, listen to this fucking forward pack. Russell Packer, Jacob Lilliman in the front row, Lance O'Hire at hooker, Elijah Taylor and Simon Mentoring, Michael Luckett, Locke. Sam Rapira, Felitti Matteo, Ben Madalino on the bench. Wow. There's some size there. That is just power and strength there. Yeah. And, and offloads. <laughs> A million offloads. <laughs> up against, up, up against, obviously, in hindsight, starting in the front row for Melbourne was Brian Norrie. Coming off the bench was Jamin Lowe and Atelier Vea. Wow. Yeah. Mate, I remember Sean Johnson in 2011 in that prelim final against the Storm in Melbourne when he got the ball and... Was that the one where he turned Kevin, Kevin Proctor. Proctor inside out? Yeah, and Kevin Proctor still looking for Sean Johnson to this Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Proctor legit had no idea. where. I don't think he knew where he was. That's the best thing ever. It was Mate. so good. And they won because of that. His hair got in the way. He was trying to bite him. All sorts of things happened. <laughs> he, he was, was trying vape. to. He was, he was trying to vape. <laughs> yeah, he, he went straight to the Duddies to do a bet. Oh, <laughs> so good, mate. He did said like he was showing concussion symptoms. He was that bamboozled. <laughs> mate, it was it was so good that. that mate, do you know what? Do you know what's amazing? Um, is that he is a, he has reinvented himself. Sean Johnson, he's playing better than then. How's that for you? Yeah, this yeah. is the best. This is the best ever that he's been playing. There's no doubt. And the yeah. thing is, they talk about uh, it's. I don't know. I almost find it disrespectful when they're like, "Oh, he's 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 not on the highlight reels and all that kind of stuff." I'm like, "Fuck off, he is!" And he's still hey. on the highlight reels. Man, he scored one of the best ever tries in Brisbane, the individual try when he when he was hey. um in his debut year. He goes Mate. the whole field at Suncorp. No, no, the way, man, the way the, he's holding. No, I'm the talking ball now. Up. He's in, still in the highlight reel. Oh, yeah, mate. The bro. way the way he's holding the ball, he he's ball playing at 
at a, a Cody Walker level, man. The way he holds the ball back, waits for everyone to move through, move through the play, and then selects the right man. He's playing awesome, and then on on the back of that, he's still got freak. He's still got magic. Man, him versus Reynolds is going to be that's going to be a sick game. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be mad. But anyway, boys, thank you for coming on again. It's always a pleasure, never a chore, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Adia Kasha, Rusty Penny, and to all the peeps tuning in to episode 107 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. That is a wrap from us here. Up the booze, <laughs> up the rams, up the pars, up the snars. Also, who is that bloke? Who is the bloke on a chain? Great photo, mate. Thumbs up. <laughs> That kid with the chain. That kid with the chain. Great photo. Yeah. We're going to put it up um, on our socials right now. And on TikTok, we're going to put up that Sean Johnson, um, Kevin Proctor, bamboozling. I'll I'll put it up Uh, later. It's going to be hectic. Anyway, boys, thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Adios.